live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. <laughs> well, Louie, what are you selling here? <laughs> You're buying, huh? Uh, Louie was just Louie was just showing me the little place he's got up on Balsam Lake now, Joe. You should, I didn't you know should, you became you, a lake guy, Louie. Well, he had a place up there. Ninety-seven. I've been up there. Really? Since there. Oh, yeah. But this is the new old place that yeah. he got this year. Yeah. What are you doing, wandering around the fairgrounds like a homeless person? <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd come and see you. You know, I missed you. I haven't seen you for a while. You're yeah. playing so much golf, you never get free. <laughs> oh, I wish. wish that was the case. How are you? Good. 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 Can't complain. <laughs> Louis. Going to Let's... Norway tomorrow, so. Why? For a cruise for my oh, wife really? and I. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful. Yeah. Be, the, be nice. uh, I always say the great thing about Louis Nanny is... He de- he doesn't even know when he's working or vacation because it's all the same. He's 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 exotic places working and then he's in exotic places on vacation. Tell me about your little family excursion to Banff. I guess that was fun, huh? Yeah, we had we took mine? all the family. Uh, How many is that now? Twenty three. Twenty three to yeah, Banff. Huh? Yeah, we went uh, Labor Day and. We spent a few days in Lake Louise and Banff. Then we ended up at the Saddle Dome. Well, not the Saddle Dome, the Calgary uh, Stampede. Oh, you went to the rodeo, the huh? Night, the rodeo. How that was is really, it? That was, it's spectacular. It was really good. And they fill this, the building up? Oh, yeah. They fill it up every time. <laughs> yeah, you, you get about 25,000 people in there for the rodeo every night. That's, uh, that's uh, yeah, I... I I got to get up to Banff. You ever been to Banff, Joe? No. I won't it's tell you. It's supposed to be gorgeous. Not supposed to be. It's the best place in North America. When you played youth <laughs> yeah. hockey as yeah. a kid, did mm-hmm. you ever get that far west? No. We, no. we always went east. We yeah. never went west. Yeah. We uh, The farthest uh, west we were was us. We yeah. never played Thunder the, Bay. They'd come to the us. Sioux. In the Sioux. We'd go up to Timmins. We'd go to Kirkland Lake, Sudbury, Spanish, North Bay. Yeah. But uh, we never went west. Did you ever get out to Halifax? Or? No. No. Everything was just, we, as far as we would go, it would be the All-Ontario Championship. Okay. Yeah. But Thunder Bay would come to you? No, no. We didn't even play them. They, they oh. seemed to stay with uh, Winnipeg in that oh, group. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's uh, Canadian Junior Hockey? As good as ever now, or is uh, the rest of the world taking over? Do we have more junior hockey players than uh, great junior hockey players in Canada right now? No, I mean, right now, if you look at the United States, uh, their program has come so strong. You know, years ago when when I played in the National League, Tommy Williams was the only really uh, full American born in America. I was was naturalized, and that was it as far as Americans. Now... You're looking, he got 33% of the league as American. I was going to say, the U.S. with population yeah. and everything have more great juniors than Canada now, or is it about the same? Yeah, it's about the same. They yeah. might just have a little bit of an edge on us yet, but not much. And when you look at the no- amount of players right now, I think we uh, we probably got more playing in organized hockey than they do. Are you looking forward to the wild season? I am. It's going to be interesting, though. I'm, uh, you know, I'm... I'm Hopeful that the young guys take a step forward because if they don't, it's going to be tough. They're not young anymore. No, you're right. Yeah, they're, they're 25. Yeah. Let's go here. What yeah. do you got? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Well, if you look at it, uh, people always think that the prime is 29 to 31. If you look at most of the players, they're most productive between uh, 23 to 26, 27. Even Gretzky's big years and over 200 points. Mm-hmm. Fenton was here for a few minutes uh, the other day. He's uh He's uh, he's an interesting cat. He'll you know he's going to let everybody impress him here. But if they don't, there could be some moves later on. Well, that's what he's got to do. He yeah. really, 
you know, you can't just walk in and, and have views from afar and not yeah. really know what they're like. Give them, give them a month or two months and see what they are like, see what kind of production they have, see what kind of uh, potential they have, and then you got to make a decision. But he's he's going to have to make some decisions. You you yeah. not I don't think that uh, it's tweeted enough, tweaked enough to to make the playoffs. From when you look at what St. Louis has done, would you look at what? Uh, Calgary, Dallas, uh, Arizona, even though I, they, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, they're going to be a lot better. So when you start thinking of teams in, you, in your conference that are taking points away, you got to figure out, well, who are you going to beat? If you're, Where are you going to gain those points? Who's going to have a better record this year, Washington or Vegas? <laughs> Won't even be close. Washington will be much better. Really? Yeah. You think Vegas will? They, they rode that whatever it was. Well, huh? they're, still, they're still a good team. And what they got, and I and I felt that I was at their home opener in Vegas, and when I came back, I, I was telling Craig Leopold, I said, people are going to be surprised by Vegas. <laughs> not because they're so talented, they're a talented team, but not overly talented, but how hard they work. And that's a product of George McPhee and Gallant. But now everybody knows what to expect from them. They're going to work that hard. So you, you're not going to have teams expecting to get somewhat of a night off or an easy night against them. So I expect teams will play harder against them, and when they do that, You'll see their point total go down. Somebody yeah. suggested, Joe, that the, the number of, you know, 11th and 12th and 13th best players that they got that they could play on third and fourth lines made them a little deeper, right, than some teams. I mean, down at the bottom, they had, you know, yeah. bad players. They, they had good depth, but where the, you got to really give McPhee a lot of credit because it wasn't only the 11th and 12th player they got. Trades. Too many guys, and we all have done that. You overvalue your own players. So when you looked at what you could protect and you say, okay, we can protect 11 guys, depending on the setup, or, or 12 guys, and then you start thinking, I don't want to lose this guy. So they were given another guy plus a draft choice plus a different player up not to, not to pick that guy. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at, like the Wild, for instance, they gave up Hala and, and Tuck. And, you yeah. know, I mean, when you look back at it, it would have been wiser to give – one player than, than those two. Would you agree that what Vegas does pregame is over the top? Not only over the top, but everybody in professional sports, let alone hockey, should be there <laughs> learning what to do. Because well, that's, <laughs> See, that, that's funny you said that, because I was going to say, if I'm running the National Hockey League, I might say, let that just be Vegas. You're not going to have you're not going to have medieval fights in the Montreal Forum. Yeah, but you right? what you do is you take maybe take the French and the British in the Montreal Forum. Yeah, but that's I mean, what'll happen. Yeah. that's what's going to happen. Because you would what what you have there is a party atmosphere like no other. Yeah, but people they had enjoy to do it because those day. people didn't know if they were watching badminton or football. That's right, but now they enjoy that, so it's a big part well. of the game. But more than that, all the fans and there are a lot coming in from. Cities, whoever's playing there, the North Stars were there. There had to be 3,500 North Star fans there. And they go there and they get caught up in the environment. They enjoy it. And I think that that's something that all the teams can learn from, to really make it an entertaining night for the fans that are coming. Who who would we fight here? We... Uh, yeah, who would we fight? I, I don't know. We'll get the Blackhawks. It'll be the Indians and the... Uh, yeah, yeah, Native Native Ameri- Ameri- can't, yeah, can't do Native America. Yeah, no, we but I mean... Do that. No. Well, yeah. you, well, if they're fighting everybody else... So you... Know, <laughs> we got, you want to fight the Finns and the, yeah, yeah, right. the Germans so you, yeah. or whatever. But, I mean, you it's not just the fighting. It's all the other things they do. It's spectacular what oh, they're doing. Oh, and the technology, yeah. too. Yeah. But, you, the but So what you're suggesting is we're going to see more of this from other teams. I definitely think so. You know, they have a marketing meeting at the NHL. Uh, 
meetings in June around the draft. They always have the marketing departments meet, and I can guarantee you, I don't know for sure, but I, I would be betting heavily that the NHL had the people from Vegas come in and put on a seminar as to what they do and what would really work for but them. But look what was available to Vegas. They're in the heart of yeah. the entertainment capital of the world. Right. So they had the people that could do all of the flash grenades and the lighting and the the incredible things they did projecting on the ice and up in the air. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that can be done here. It can be. No, I'm Technology sure it can, be. can always be done. Yeah, yeah. It's harder to get the, like you're saying, they got, like, the Imagine Dragons coming out one night or somebody right. else. That's a little different, but... The technology part is not a problem at all. They all do it. They all got the, right now, the capability. If you look at all these games, what goes on during timeouts and during face-offs and electronically what's yeah. going on the scoreboard, yeah. Yeah. they can all do much more than they're doing right now. Joe and I would prefer a little of that's the way they like it on the uh, organ, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, no. Louie, hang one minute. i got to ask you something else. Can you do that? Sure. All okay. right, we're going to take a break and be back shortly. Louie Nanny is with us. Say hello to Louie out there, ladies and gentlemen. Louie, uh, you, you devote, uh, in addition to uh, devoting your time to your business and your family, you devote a lot of time to Gophers, Gophers Athletics. We had a story on a strip the other day, a couple of days ago, about the tough uh, market for ticket sales for football, men's hockey, men's basketball. Now, my theory is a lot of it is just competition in this market. The Vikings, it costs you twice as much to go to a Viking game now since they moved into this place as it did before that, basically. Is that, is that a, that's a part of it that doesn't get talked about much. I don't know. Well, I heard you talking about it and saying that the Gophers like a, a pro team, and you're right. Yeah. There's no doubt that uh, the competition for the Gophers are the pro teams. And uh, the ticket prices, because they're so high right now, they do affect how many games people are going to see and what they're going to see and how, you know, how many they can afford as a season ticket holder and, and how they're going to really set their, their uh, entertainment agenda. And a lot of it goes by how they're winning. And you know what? One thing, when Norwood slapped that uh, extra seat license. That seat license fee on, they would have been better off just raising prices because people now think they're paying extra you know the the vikings can get away with it and charge four hundred dollars for a ticket but they the the people say well we paid for the tickets and now they want another 500 bucks i think it's mar uh pr wise it's a disaster you know well the fact that you have a seat license is tough for a university but realistically speaking if you took the three hundred dollars for for a seat license Divided by 30 games, all you're going to do is you're raising your ticket price 10 bucks more. And, and, and you can you look, deduct it. It's a terrible. Yeah, but uh, when you look at when you look at then your ticket prices, then they start encroaching on the other sports, not the Vikings because they're no. you know by themselves, but baseball, basketball, and hockey. Yes. During the interim, we were uh, uh, honored to have the arrival of the 19, uh, 19 2018 Vulcan crew, the true king of the Winter yes. Carnival, there, Volcanus Rex. <laughs> Yes. Hail the Volk, hail the Volk, <laughs> and uh, thank you guys, thank you. You're, uh, hey, weren't you here two days ago, didn't I hear him? No, I was Tom Barrett. Oh, water, okay. But, and okay. he wasn't in the official uniform, but oh. you are you got your summer suits on, boys? All right, you're looking good. Yes. All right, hail the Volk, thank okay, you guys, thank uh, you. You know, don't go out there and harass, we don't do that anymore. That, that okay. doesn't happen anymore. No. No, no. But it's, uh, you know, everybody says win, 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 but the, I, I think... 
the acceptance for Big Ten hockey after last year is going to improve, don't you? I think people are now going to say, oh, okay, Ohio State's in town. They went to the Frozen Four, you know. Well, not only that, plus Notre Dame. When you look at overall the Big Ten teams and how good they are right now, they've made dramatic improvement. And, yes, I th- do think that uh, people now will not be thinking so much of a Big Ten versus WCHA. The only thing they're realistically going to miss is the North Dakota rivalry, which they yeah. get to play in Vegas this year, But and uh, Duluth. Those are the two big teams in St. Cloud was the other. It's always good to see the Gophers having the tournament, though, where they give Mankato and Bemidji an opportunity to play with the Gophers because uh, fans of, of those teams, you know, really enjoy the Gophers playing against them. But the, the real ticket draws were... North Dakota. Yeah, but the, and that people say, ah, it was a lot better when we played North Dakota and St. Cloud and and uh, Duluth. Well, yeah, but you didn't play them every week. You no. played, you know, you played, uh, you know, Mankato. The Mankato, Mankato yeah, yeah. Right, you didn't know. So it's it's uh, not like there were never any low points on the schedule when they were in the WCHA. What hurt as much as that was the fact that the Big Ten came over and took over the television. Yes. Which then taking over the television, they didn't televise every game. You, you, a couple of years ago, we had the Gophers playing Boston College, the top team in the East, the top team in the West. wasn't televised. Were any games televised when you were playing? No. At the no, U? No. no. In fact, television just came at the B. No, you're not, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not that old. No, but I mean, no, they weren't. No. No, no they, were, uh, they were a rumor. The only thing we used to get then were, you know, TV stations coming out and covering the game and you see the highlights on TV. Hell, I wonder if the Final Four was on TV until 70s, maybe. What radio station did go for hockey, I wonder, back then? Well, we had both. We had the KSTV did it for a while. And sometimes CCO did it, you know. Yeah. We, the thing about, we forget about this, but we didn't even have game film. Like, they watch nowadays, everybody (laughs) watches game film. Right. I never saw one game film when I played in, in, in college. You never it, saw anybody play. It is funny. I find it hilarious, Louie, that the everybody's down on the Twins or mad at them, and yet if they there's like four random Thursday afternoon games that aren't on TV, and everybody screams yeah, bloody murder. Yeah. Hey, it was not always thus, folks. You did not always get to see everything you wanted on television. No, I thought it was funny, even like in the Olympic. The Miracle on Ice yes, movie. right. And he got, well, Herbie's seen all these game films. He knew what was playing. He never saw any game films. They didn't have any game films in those days. Right. You had to see them in the training camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, and by the way, we didn't see that game live either. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we had to wait yeah. till 7 o'clock at night. How's so. your golf game, Louie? Sporadic. Yeah. I, uh, I, I haven't played much, but I did play in two tournaments, one at Interlock and one at Spring Hill, and did well at Interlock and where we won the most points. And so we made a little money and did yeah. really bad at uh, Spring Hill. I had Nathaniel Crosby in, and he's going to be the next year's Walker Cup captain. So he's my oh, guest. Really? And, and, and they only allow you eight-shot differential between you and your partner. So I had to give up 11 shots to play in that tournament. <laughs> wow. Wow. What is he? Still a two or a three or yeah, something like that? Three, yeah. And how did you get to know him? Got through golf? Actually, you know, I'd made a USO tour to visit the troops in uh, Vietnam. Oh, really? On our way back, we had our wives. There was... Uh, uh, my wife and, and uh, Marie Oliver and his wife, uh, Tom Reed and JP, and we stopped in Hawaii. And when we stopped in, in Hawaii, uh, or actually it was the, the Japan one, we stopped in Hawaii, we went to Mauna Kea, and the, the guy that ran the golf uh, course there was a big hockey fan from Buffalo. So I called and see if we could play. Oh, sure, Lou, come on over. I'm a big hockey fan. So I get over there, and uh, we're getting checked in. He said, I want to introduce you to somebody. He said, 
Crosby brings me over. He said, "This is Bing Crosby and his son Nathaniel." <laughs> Nathaniel was ten at the time. Really? Yeah. And so I didn't see Nathaniel then for I think it was twenty-two years, and I ran into him in Palm Beach, and he had moved to Palm Beach by then. And somebody introduced me to Nathaniel. I said, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, you do remember. I said, but I bet you don't know what I did in the first tee. I said, no, what? He says, I whiffed. I was so nervous <laughs> meeting hockey players that he whiffed. Well, that's, uh, uh, what do you think of Spring Hill? Had he played it before? He said, outside of Cyprus, he said in Pine Valley, two of his favorite courses, he says, he'll take Spring Hill oh. to play every time. That's why you don't play that good at Spring Hill. It's too damn tough. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> it's hard. And, and no, it's just because I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten bad over the years. McClanahan's there. Pardon me? McClanahan's there. Yeah, Robbie's president. He's the president. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At, at Spring Hill? Yeah. yeah. Ten of us started in 1997. You, we were, were you one of the founders? Yeah. yeah. And we were only going to have 185 members, and that's what we did. But we found out the 185 members, we all had other courses. And at the end of the first year, I think we had 5,200 rounds. Like Interlock or Blanc has 25,000 or 23,000. Yeah. So then we decided after about eight, ten years, then we moved it up, and uh, we said, okay, we'll let 200 in. So now we're 200. Now we've opened it to where we could go to 225, but we're only 212. We want to make sure it doesn't affect the pace of play, and we have about 8,200. The Walker Cup isn't here, is it? No, it's in in, uh, Wales or Paris or someplace like that. All right. Yeah. Well, you should go over and watch oh, it. No, you probably Royal, uh, uh, Royal Lithum or something. Oh, like okay. Yeah. No, some I, I, might go, I might go and watch it. I, <laughs> I told him I might come as assistant captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Louis, good to see you. Nice to see you guys. Thanks. Yep. All right. Take care. Yep. Thanks, Louis. I'm going to miss you. Keep going. I'm glad to All see right. you. are doing that podcast, yeah, Joe. Yeah. And, and this guy's still going to be involved. Enjoy Norway. Norway. Do you go all the way to the top on yeah, this thing? Yeah, right to wow. the man. About the Arctic Circle. See the northern lights. Wow. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Nice right. to see you guys. All right. Nice. Thanks, Louis. Thank you. The great Louis Danny. Hear it for him. Tough life that guy's got. Dang it. I don't know what he's going to do. I was going to say does he, does he even have to own a home here? He's never <laughs> well, here. Well, I told you, when I visited him in Florida, I got to see Tiger's yacht because it was down in the bay right below him there. Beautiful crowd out here at the State Fair today after these last two rainy days. This is uh, this is more like it, isn't and it? And by beautiful, you mean beautiful. beautiful. This is the best uh-huh. group. Uh, this is the best-looking group of people I've seen at the Food State Fair in a long time. Well, thank time. you, Kenny. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been working out a little bit more, and uh, my eyes are tired. Yes. <laughs> Chris has been working out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one 12 ounce can at a time. You know what? Uh, you know what happens? Uh, some places in the Twin Cities again today, though the uh, school opened. Stillwater, some places yeah. like that. That's un. That's communist to open school before. <laughs> The Tuesday after Labor Day. I think so. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when Labor Day is so early this year. Yeah, How come is it that every single person on the planet you talk to agrees with that, but, but yet still, they yeah. still open early? Well, you just shouldn't be in school in August. No. Yeah. Oh, we got to be. Nobody's questioning that, Chris. Is that a bee or a wasp? Uh, Let's find out. Swat at it. <laughs> well, don't make it mad. We're going with wasps. Cheese are gentle. I think they might be after my red yeah, Maybe if you'd quit waving like a maniac, it would go away. It might smell my peppermint-flavored uh, soft drink. <laughs> peppermint flavored. You have had awfully good breath this week, I've noticed. Yeah, I do my best. It's, uh, 
It's partly sunny and 69 degrees. Uh, twins and Indians again tonight in Cleveland. Cole Stewart for the Twins. Adam Plutko. Pitches. I should be taking video of Royce trying to kill the swaps. There it is. I've got it. He's going to get stung. I don't think it's a loss. Uh-huh. The uh, Saints have acquired Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> Former Viking quarterback. Explain this to me, Johnny. Uh, I don't know. Are they maybe waiting for Breeze to retire after this year? Well, he's 78 years him? old. No, he's going to be 40, and he's. Uh, I think he signed a two-year deal, but the second one is his option. Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Saints will give up a third-round pick to the New York Jets in exchange but for Teddy But he's getting passed around like a Rolling Stone groupie. <laughs> I mean, please. Well, well then. Well, he, he did well enough uh, with the uh, Jets to get the Jets a, a pretty good draft choice. The trouble is the Jets, the rookie with the Jets, Darnold, is being advertised as the greatest rookie to come into the league in years. So. Yeah. Uh, news notes from today. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter proposed eliminating library fines. To Can improve, we get a boo? To improve access to books Suge. and other Ooh, materials. I, I said before, let's, let's just make it easier for kids never to learn any discipline. It's all right, kid. You stole that computer uh, video. What the hell? Just bring it back. You get your library privilege back. <laughs> uh, the, what you just witnessed was baiting yeah. and biting. That worked. <laughs> the mayor making the announcement during his library budget address this morning. According to Carter, there are 50,000 people who right now can't check out books and materials because they have too many fines. The average debt is $33. He said the inability to pay those fines is linked to income, and he wants libraries to be accessible to everyone to eliminate. So if you don't have the income, it's okay to just keep the book. That's, that's not the way it works when I was a kid. Much he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, everybody can come up with 33 bucks for God's sake. <laughs> to eliminate. You know, get out in the corner and somebody will give you 33 What are the income cutoff? What's the income I cutoff? I need to get books. <laughs> How about, What's the income cutoff for being able to steal a book from the library? Uh, I don't know. So you could stand on the corner with a sign that says, yeah, I, I owe the library. Book. I owe the library 33 bucks. I'd give a guy a couple of bucks for that. Uh, to eliminate fines, the mayor proposes investing $215,000 to, in his words, stabilize technology and collections funding. I, I, I literally can remember being aware of the date. The book had to be returned. There's a shock. Yeah. And making sure that it got returned. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? You must be poor. I always bought my books. Uh, Mr. Neurotic, I can just see that. Pat, get out, get out not, the book back in I 10 days. I prefer to think of it as being disciplined. Okay, good. Sure. Pat, uh, you're not lying, by the way. You were you would, ever even in a library? You, you, wouldn't, Wait, you want to see my library card? No. Patrick isn't lying, by the way. He would give money. Didn't you, in fact, give a guy five bucks because you ruined the ending of a movie that he was about to watch? Yeah, that's right. He got mad on, at me and sent me an email, so I sent him five bucks back. He, he rented the movie. <laughs> oh, he, he rented it. He rented movie. it, hadn't watched it yet. Hadn't watched it yet. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, here's five bucks. I, I mailed it to him. <laughs> it wasn't JFK, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> a man. I think it was Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, man fell from a moving vehicle Monday morning in the Twin Cities, on the West Metro, and the State Patrol trying to figure out why did he jump, fall, or was he thrown? Authorities are looking for a vehicle involved in the incident. It happened at about a quarter to six in the morning, in the westbound lanes of 394 in the vicinity of Louisiana Avenue. In no, Golden John, Valley. they don't know if he went off the bridge or out of a car. Correct. Was yes. he dead? Uh, uh, no, he's critical. Critical. Oh, so he he, can't, he can't tell him what is, how he got. Right. He didn't get run over, did he? 
Uh, no. To me, it looked like it on the video. Yeah, it was pretty serious. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for a Lincoln crossover or a similar light-colored vehicle. Uh, not clear how many people were in the vehicle, which was moving at freeway speeds when the victim tumbled to the pavement, according to Lieutenant Tiffany Nielsen. Uh, the victim is 30-year-old William Watson of Minneapolis, was left for dead when the vehicle sped off, according to the State Patrol, taken to North Memorial Medical Center with critical injuries, uh, no condition available as of this morning. Nielsen said uh, they have spoken to one witness, but they're hoping other people may have seen the incident and can call them. Uh, just call the State Patrol if you have any information about that. You ever been to the North Memorial Emergency Room, fellas? I have. That's very close to me. I have. You got you to gotta time it right because, you know, you can be in there and you can think you're next in line and then they yeah. come rushing in there and yep. pretty soon you got to wait an hour and a half. I found the only... Somebody w- just got shot. The only way to get you first in line at an emergency room, you walk in pointing at your heart, <laughs> you go heart attack, okay. and they grab you by the scruff and drag you mm-hmm. right back. Okay. But I wasn't the North Memorial Emergency Room, I went from Jamaica to the CC Club <laughs> to the emergency room. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yes, yes, I, go. I kid you not. Draft. Jamaica <laughs> CC Club <laughs> Emergency Room. Yep. I came back from the baseball winter meetings in New Orleans and immediately went to the hospital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a little different deal, but <laughs> you stayed for a month. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. no, no. This was the emergency room. Later, I went to the secret government mission. Yesterday, Missouri became the first state in the country to have a law in the books that prohibits food makers from using the word meat. Yep, can't use the word meat. What? Why? To, to refer to anything other than animal flesh. Right. Oh, okay. Oh. It takes well, aim, I agree with that. It takes aim at manufacturers of what has been dubbed fake or non-traditional meat. Clean meat, also known as lab-grown meat, is made of cultured animal tissue cells. Gross. Ew, ick. While plant-based meat is generally from ingredients like soy, tempa, and seton. The state law forbids misrepresenting a product as meat that is not derived. I'm not even gonna look. You know that, that joke? Why do deadheads wave their hands yeah. to get the music out of their face? That's Ricey right now. He's swatting at this bee. He's just I don't like him. Get out of this, here. I hope this bee stays here till six. No. No, and a light clean. and a lights on your shoulder occasionally. You know we're why? clean this whole area out and it's just it's going to be me and the bee, and we'll see who comes out of the You bee. know why he's here, Such. It's the poop yeah. on the ground yes, in front yes. of I understand tail. you had quite the complaint about that. I have a very serious oh. complaint about that. It you know where funny. you are? You're at the fair. You know what they have at the fair? Not they got here. animals that Not poop. Not right here. That kid Whoa. holding the bucket missed. Well, <laughs> clean it up. When your cow poops, clean it they up. They got a kid that's in show business well, that's holding missed. the bucket. He missed it. You know where those shoes are right now? George's. They're over on George's on uh, Grand Avenue getting repaired. Pat, Pat was wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pat, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. In. You stepped in some cow poop. Yes. And, and you took I your shoes 20, to a shoe repair no, no, shop? I went 20 minutes cleaning poop off them last, yesterday in the Ooh. Hubbard parking lot with uh, with a rag dipping it in a water puddle and washing that <laughs> crap off it. And then I put them in the trunk, drove home stocking feet, and drove to George's today and said, clean these babies up and don't forget yeah. the soil. You have to be the first person in America to, well, take, to take poop shoes to a yeah. shoe 
That's store. so precious. Don't Pat. you have a Seriously. popsicle stick? That's what well, you're supposed to use. I should no, point out. but I also wanted to get them polished. So. I, I should oh, point God, out. help me. He was over there uh, by the railing. <laughs> yep. Knocking like this. And he goes, These are my bleeping favorite shoes. <laughs> You guys are actually more alike than you realize. No, no, I'm not taking my shoes to George's because I stepped in some poop. <laughs> but you did well, take a 20-year-old sports car into the doctor. I did the today. wrong thing, yeah, and I, it's point. a good thing I did because they took 250 pounds of sand out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But the so best, kind of the same. The yeah. best was when Pat realized he had it on his shoe. He kept walking back here to alert yeah. me so to the fact that the so it was all horrible. It's, it's in the inside of the building. But the, don't tell me to stop bringing animals <laughs> stop here. Stop bringing animals. No, I'm not stopping. I'm bringing have animals here. Poop on the sidewalk. No, no, we're bringing an animal. You can't tomorrow, tell a cow where to go. Tomorrow, I'm hoping to Doris brings a buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> And they're about the size of this table. Oh yeah, you can turn them into furniture. They're so big. <laughs> then I'm gonna then I'm gonna hire some uh, damsel in distress to say, "Oh, Patrick, come here, come here," and have you plod right through them. <laughs> no. Never again. I'm never leaving the porch. <laughs> the guy in apocalypse now. Never get off the boat. Never get off the boat. <laughs> I am not leaving the porch. Yeah, we're gonna be back with more of John Heights news. In uh, a matter of uh, half hour. <laughs> well, Chris, it was a good effort, but nobody was listening yeah. to me. It's the story I'm of my ready. radio career. Well, you missed the sponsor of this, Patrick. Who is that? Uh, that would be George's Shoe Repair <laughs> oh, on Grand really? Avenue well, and uh, uh, St. Paul. They got a free plug because they got my. <laughs> I can show you the receipt. I think I got it in my pocket. <laughs> what do they charge to clean? Uh? I gave them two pair. I had another pair oh. in the closet that needed a little uh, spruce. From last too. year's fair. No. No. no, no. <laughs> no. A new study has found You that don't own a pair of rubbers, do you? No, I do not own a, uh, any galoshes either. Galoshes. I, uh, I have a pair in the truck. I could have brought them in for you. <laughs> a new study has found that couples who drink together are generally more happy. Tell the fight starts. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, not always the case, John. <laughs> published in the journals of gerontology. Hey, Coach Kill, how you doing, Coach Kill? See Coach Kill out there with the Suns. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? No, no. <laughs> what? Doesn't that look like Jerry? I don't know where you're. Oh, looking. right there. Yeah, he yeah, does look Jerry, like. Way hey. to the crowd, Jerry. No, you. The guy he's, with the shades. He's, he's turning around. around looking for him. He's the guy. <laughs> Yeah, it does, actually. Uh, published in the Journals of Gerontology, researchers wanted to see if there's a correlation between drinking and marital happiness, especially among older couples. These what if only one of us drinks a lot? <laughs> well, that happens sometimes. Yeah, that's, that's the happy one. That's right. Yeah. The study found that concordant drinking couples reported decreased negative marital quality over time, and those links were significantly greater among wives. Uh, paraphrasing that, it found that if couples are drinking in moderation, they're both happy. If only one of them is drinking, that's less good. Mm -hmm. The key part of the happiness drinking lies, according well. to the study, with how much you drink and at what time you do the drinking. All I know is drinking makes my wife happy, and if she's happy, I'm happy. You know what my wife says, don't you? I, don't. I married my designated driver, she says. Beautiful. So that's me. <laughs> uh, the findings of the she was your counselor, wasn't she? Uh, she was there, yeah, but I did not then meet her again for another year after that. So, findings. Oh, it sounds like a true romance. Well, 
<laughs> Desperation. Way to embellish for the radio. Desperation. <laughs> Findings highlighted the importance of uh, the drinking status, the being why, where, and when you're consuming alcohol. I like every day I around 6.30. I take it they don't mean 10 in the morning. I, I, don't, I, I think you're right. right. I think you're correct. Uh, yeah. Patrick, by the way, if you want to... Such does she start in at 10 a.m.? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only at the fair. Right. Uh, we've got a video from Dave on Twitter, Patrick, that I think documents you stepping in oh. the pool live oh. at the State Fair. I've uh, retweeted that for the people. Oh. Okay, check. All right. We'll check on it. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know for 10 minutes until I, I said, who's dragging this poop around here? And it turned out to be me. It's on my shoe. <laughs> got to get over it. No, you I, just got to get over some it. things you can't get over. I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen Patrick that angry as when he was trying to clean You know how you shoes. get past that fear, don't you? You take off the shoes, you yeah, take off the socks, you go, right in. You go, go right for in. a walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rush, you know, I'm the father who never changed a diaper. I don't like it. Oh. I don't like poop in general. You know? <laughs> well... You're one let's, of the few, Brad. Let's take a vote. Let's take a vote. I don't think you're on a big limb. No. Russian advertising standards officials have sparked outrage after declaring that a woman having small breasts is a physical defect. Wow. This ruling came following complaints over a construction... You're deformed. ...over a construction company ad which used a gratuitous image of a petite woman in lace underwear measuring her chest. Activists had accused the advertisement, which declared that the company's buildings had small prices and lots of complexes, was body shaming of women. This is in Russia? This is in Russia. What are they, commies? Right. Now, what do they care? Now, listen to, the, listen to the agency that handled this in Russia. <laughs> okay. Russia's Federal Anti-Monopoly Service. The commies got a lot more to worry about than this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ruled uh, that the billboard had violated advertising laws. But the reason, they said, they said it was offensive images of women and they said the reason it was offensive was because the woman had small breasts mm. uh-uh. this has caused outrage obviously yes uh, so now people are complaining in russia although as you pointed out what good will but that they, do they you? got bigger problems believe me. all yeah. sizes are awesome yeah. <laughs> how about mine <laughs> they're not bad buddy thank you not bad <laughs> uh a north carolina ups driver sorry we missed you note you know when you're not home they leave the note Gary, we waited and waited. We waited and waited. (laughs) Is going viral after listing uh, the reason a package couldn't be delivered as bear in driveway. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad reason. Marcy Lanier posted a photo to Facebook showing the note the UPS driver left in the mailbox at her Asheville, North Carolina home after being uh, unable to deliver the package. Lanier said the note was left in her mailbox, which is out by the road and not by her front door. Uh, she did tell local TV station WLOS, so we live uh, on the street where we get bears all the time. She said, so if there's a bear in the driveway, he couldn't drop it off. He normally does drop my packages off, so I guess it was good that he stayed safe. Now, was that mm-hmm. was that breaking news in that part of the country, or was it just a slow news day? Could have been. It was just a kind of a smile, Kenny. It was a smile. You mean yeah. they get bears in the driveway all the time? Is that what you're just saying? It doesn't seem noteworthy to me. Johnny, thank you. You bet. We'll uh, be back to learn what's coming up on the ride. All right, Pat, uh, this is Wednesday. Two more days at the fair for us. Uh, yes, sir, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Even though Pat thought yesterday was Wednesday. I did think it was Wednesday. I, I. <laughs> was, my, game, my day was uh, thrown off all day, yes. Uh, Johnny Krasinski just showed up. He'll be with us at uh, 4 o'clock on the ride with Ricey. Eric Curry, uh, the great Eric Curry, will be here at 4.30 or so. And uh, 
Then uh, Buster Olney on the phone about 5 o'clock. I think you should, uh, to amend your ways, uh, you have three shows left, including today. I can arrange to have I don't want animals. I can arrange it. (laughs) I can arrange it. No. Any any animal you want, I got people. (laughs) We'll get them. How about a horse? I, they got any zebras? No, it's not a I zoo, like, I like that. I not like, a zoo. I like that. I, you know what I want? I want that animal that they painted like to look like yeah. a zebra. That's, that's fair. In Afghanistan yeah. or something? Yeah, that poor animal. Yeah. That they had they, the guard lion. Uh, that was like a, a lamb. They painted a dog stripes. Like a, right. like a donkey, and they painted it to look Passed like a zebra. Passed it off as a zebra. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that, that'd be a good animal. Yeah. I can the call fair. her. I can call her right now. We got her on speed no, dial. The Minnesota State Fair would never let you get away with a uh, zebra that uh, was actually a donkey. Oh, no, no, no that's way. right. Uh, no games tonight except for the Twins, huh? Yeah, that hardly even counts. What'd you think last night? That, that was, was pretty, quite an effort. Pretty man. dreadful. Boy, wasn't oh it? boy! Holy mackerel! Every time that guy threw a breaking ball, they missed it by twelve feet. It was really something. I didn't watch much of it. Was it. Really something. Miguel's getting his stride back. He's striking out about three out every four times now. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Uh, that's I thought the boys would have a little more fire going yeah. into Cleveland. Uh, why, John? I mean, Joe's why, name. Joe? Joe's yeah. my old guy. <laughs> It's only been 40 years. You and I got two days to patch it up after that uh, cow poop, man. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, this is probably, we've been on the radio for 35 years. This is the most tension we've ever felt. I have none. over I have cow poop. I have zero tension. You're the one who went nuts, not me. Yes. Well, I did. Oh, the, the cuss words back here were incredible. Imagine Stuff him, I've never heard before. Imagine him. Angry at me because at one of the world's largest state fairs, yes. a gathering of Minnesota's animals, he's angry that we had an animal. That's well, what you do at the fair. There's a young lady at work uh, who I was uh, complaining about this to I can today, imagine. You, know, you, you I can't let it go, can you? That, that, was this before you took said, your shoes to the shoe store? Said, you know, Gail, and Gail said, yeah. I take it you didn't grow up on a farm. <laughs> She uh, she was not really impressed. Well, you grew up a hell of a lot more rural than I did. Yes, I did, but I uh, listen. Never go visit. Listen. There we go. Here's my advice as a town kid living in rural Minnesota back yes. then. Yeah. Never go visit. Always invite the kid to come into your house. Never go out to the farm because they might try to get you to help them with chores. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. We'll put you to De- work. Yeah, would you like to come out and detassel a little corn? No, no, yo, no. we always got to invite kids when it was uh, baling hay season. <laughs> yeah, right. Have a party. No. But first, we just got to bale some hay. John Krasinski, are you rural or urban? I'm urban. I'm so, Blaine. Blaine? So, yeah. yeah. You yeah. have and no familiarity either no. with... Uh, my, with <laughs> my wife is very rural, so uh, yeah. it's it's country mouse, city mouse thing. As <laughs> rural as Johnny gets, Joe, I helped him move a TV once. That's, <laughs> That's about as rural as <laughs> yeah, he gets. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you've got a lovely nice, day, Pat. Uh, yes, it is beautiful today. And a uh, big crowd again. I see they were down... Uh, Why saw, was Louie here, by the way? I'm not sure. He yes. doesn't just come to the fair to wander around, does he? He's too- I think he comes to the fair so people can say, Hey, Louie! That's it. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Bask in the glory. We love Louie. But it worked because we had him on for a half hour. There you go. Oh, that's good. He I was working He was working deals. That's what he was doing. That's right. He I was haven't on seen Louie for Probably ages. made a million dollars. Right. <laughs> Tomorrow, Norway. Yeah. Going next, to Norway. <laughs> a month later, the world. It's <laughs> unbelievable. He you does know. have a great travel skill. Oh man, it's unbelievable! I thought he, I thought life. I'd get a different answer from the Vegas thing. I thought he'd say, "Yeah, leave that to Vegas," but he thinks every team's going to go over the top. 
every oh, team. Yeah. I suppose they're going to feel no, they the, won't the pressure to do it. They won't go that crazy. 1500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. The ride with uh, Royce is coming up next. It's approaching 70 degrees. It turned into a lovely day, and we'll see you again tomorrow.